Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. up those socks straighten that headband you are listening to the chgo marathon podcast a show focusing on the culture community and challenge that surrounds our city's biggest race chgo marathon podcast is brought to you by goose island the official beer of chgo find one of those chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations What's up, everyone? My name is Kevin Kaduk. I'm a first-time Chicago Marathon entrant. I'm running for Kells Angels, and this is the CHGO Marathon Podcast. Glad you're with us. Joined, as always, by our producer, Sarah Fichter. And in studio today is the great Kofuzi, a.k.a. Mike Co. One of the great running uh, shoe tubers, YouTubers. You've probably already checked out his podcast. Um, probably, if you're listening to this, uh, it's probably because you found us through him. But uh, Mike, thank you for coming in today. Yo, what's going on? Thanks so much for having me. This is a really uh, impressive setup here. Oh, I appreciate that, um, and it's uh, been blessed by your presence. So, thank, <laughs> again, thank you for coming in. For people who don't know, uh, Mike, he has a great YouTube channel uh, uh, under Kofuzi K O F. UZI. He's approaching 150,000 followers and he puts together some of the best marathon videos and shoe review videos out there. Uh, and I definitely would uh, recommend you checking that out. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to talk about uh, his background, how he got into the space, how he got into running, uh, his tips for the Chicago Marathon. He's a five time finisher. And then also just kind of about a shoe strategy. Um, I think there's a lot of some daunting things for a first time marathon entrant. And to me, it's kind of like picking the right shoe. And then how do you cycle through the right shoes? How do you prepare your shoes? When do you, you know, when do you start wearing the shoes that you're going to wear on race day? So I, I really want to pick your brain about that. Um, first, I want to talk about two big wins in my training this week very quickly. Uh, did my first double digit run on Saturday. Nice. And, uh, it was it was interesting because I woke up. I'm an early morning runner. I think you are too. Yep. And it was pouring at 4:30, and that's just a bad feeling when you hear that rain. You know, I I feel like though it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more hardcore. Okay. So I just kind of like that feeling, like I'm a little bit extra tough today because yeah, yeah. I went out in the bad weather. I mean, Chicago gives you plenty of it. Okay. So so you go out no matter what. Unless there's like uh, lightning and thunder, lightning. You okay, know, or like a tornado warning going. Now on. I feel bad. I like to get out there. <laughs> Don't feel bad. You just got tougher, man. Yeah. So well, so like this is good. the thing. So I actually decided I'm going to go back to bed, and <laughs> I'm just going to rest. I'm going to go yeah. out later. Well, my wife had an appointment at 8 a.m. 
So I went back to bed, but instead of falling back asleep, I just had anxiety and stress about my plan getting blown up. Whatever. Um, I went out finally at 10 a.m. The trade-off was that it was a nice day to run. It was overcast, it was 65 okay. degrees. Went out to the Morton Arboretum, which was a great track, a mm -hmm. um, lot of hills, and got that done, packed it up, then did 18 holes of golf for a bachelor party. There you go. There you go. That's I, that's quite a double. That was the ultimate suburban dad Saturday. I think. <laughs> so it was it was very nice and peaceful. Not a lot of a lot of kids interrupting me. Um, so that was cool. Hope everyone's training runs went well on Saturday. Uh, also, huge news for Cal's Angels, which I'm running for. That's a pediatric cancer um, charity um, out in the West Suburbs. I got a $1,000 donation from Crestwood Shredding Machinery, sh Shredding Machinery out in Cortland. Uh, thank you so much. They're close with Cal's. Uh, I have a cousin who works there, and they said, which charity uh, should we support? And they said, why not give $1,000 towards Kevin? So now this stuff is getting, really getting real. I can't, I can't back out. So people but, put, people staked you. So like exactly. now, now you got to really show up. Exactly. It's exciting. So to see that number climb is awesome. I want to get to at least $5,000 over the halfway mark at 2,500. Uh, if you want to check that out and donate, it's in my, um, you know, bio links on all of my social media accounts. Also, we have the big 10, 10 K coming up on Saturday. I'm going to be out there. Sarah's going to be out there. And Nick Moriano from the CHGO Bears podcast will be out there. We're all running it. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to meet up afterward, we're going to meet up at the Wisconsin tent. Why? Because I went to Wisconsin and I make the rules. So sorry, Sarah, we're not meeting at the Michigan State one. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's supposed to, here, I'll say hi to you guys. <laughs> there we hi. are. Hey, Sarah. Um, the only thing about it is it's going to be like 90 degrees that day. It's a, it I starts at, at seven. We'll be fine. I know. I was just, I'm getting a little nervous there's, now. There's beer after you'll hydrate. You'll be well, good. I remember on the last uh, show that I was on, we were talking about, I know Janice was talking about like the anxiety before the race. And honestly, yeah. this whole week I've been kind of like scared because it's my first time ever doing this in general. So I'm just like, I don't know. Getting Let's a little go. nervous. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's a really fun event. Everyone wears um, T-shirts of the school that they registered for. Yeah, You're doing yeah. Michigan State. I'm Wisconsin. Nick is Iowa. So looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys out there. And I support uh, Michigan State. I didn't go to Michigan State. Just, weird. You're, just like a, you're a KU basketball I am fan, a KU basketball. Weird. Yep. So. But, but I have a lot of family that went to state. And so I'm going to support them. Awesome. All right. Finally, if you are enjoying this podcast, we're still relatively new. This is episode three. Uh, so make sure you're liking this, giving us a good review, telling a friend, dropping it in a you know Facebook running group that you're in, wherever. Really appreciate getting the word out there. So um, thanks. All right, Mike, let's get into it. People look at you now and say, this guy must is a machine. He must be running uh, a lot. He must have been born running, and that wasn't the case. And I, I was just talking with you, um, Offset. Um, we ran the same race together, 2016 Soldier Field 10 miler, and that was kind of. You said you've been running all your life, but that was kind of really like your first race on this chapter of of your running life, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean, I I ran a marathon in 2010. That was my mm -hmm. first marathon. Uh, I ran it with my dad. He was turning 60. I was turning 30. So we thought, like, let's do this. I yeah. went from couch to marathon, and it was a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> and I disliked it so much, I took, like, another six years off from running, like, at all. Yeah. Until the 2016 uh, okay. Soldier Field 10 mile. And that was kind of, like, I guess, like, the, the, lat the latest return and kind of how I got to where I am now. 
So what about that race really kind of did something to you and said, okay, I'm going to really get into this? You know, it, it's not that the race like made me think I'm going to get into this now, but mm. I enjoyed being at Soldier Field is like my yeah. first time, like being on like the stadium grass. It's so, such a super cool experience. Uh, and just like kind of like looking around and seeing like the stadium from like that perspective was yeah. really incredible. And just to be there on Memorial Day, I feel mm-hmm. like is another really great kind of way to like add some more meaning to that holiday. Yeah. Um, but like the 10 mile distance was far, but doable. I didn't feel completely wrecked at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like, hey, it's uh, end of May, but I feel I just ran 10 miles. I'm in pretty good shape. Let's keep this going. So like, okay. I felt like it wasn't like the light bulb fully turned on, but like I was like, I got some momentum. Let's yeah. see where this goes. I think that's always been a challenge for me. I've run, you know, several half marathons and I train for it and I get up to that distance and then the race comes and then I just kind of stop. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so to get the, keep the momentum going is, is something that, um, has been a challenge for me. So, so you came out of that and then 2017 was, was your first time back to the Chicago marathon then? Uh, I was it 20, it might've been 2017 or 2018. I'm okay. I don't really remember, but my first marathon was in Baltimore. Cause that's the one my dad, that was, was the doing. 2010 one. And then, uh, my first Chicago would have been, I think 28, maybe 27. Yeah. Maybe 2017. Okay. I think so. So how did that go from building, from going to 10 to, to 26 and uh, you know, it's very humbling mm-hmm. uh, because I'd been doing much shorter runs, like 10 miles still, even at that point felt like a very long way to go. So like anytime I could get into the double digits, I felt very accomplished. I felt very tough, Yeah, you know, but like, I didn't really know what I was doing. This was even back then, like, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but like kind of the ecosystem of like being able to find information on how do you train for these kinds of races right. was a lot smaller than it is now. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was just kind of like, going out there along the lakefront running for like 30 minutes and coming home and calling it a day, you know, yeah, so yeah. like it was got me through, it was enough to get me through the race. Um, but like the race itself was kind of like a real big awakening in terms of like, Oh, okay. It wasn't going to be quite as easy as I thought, even if it was my sec- second time. Yeah. That's I'm a little worried about that. Like, okay, 26 is I, again, I've done the 13.1 distance, but doubling it is, and, and so many different things can happen um, on, on race day. So it's like, okay, so much of about, about it is the process. And just, all right, if I do prepare, then and I'm in the right position and I've done all the work, that's all you can do, right? Yeah, I mean, like you, it's hard to kind of like do everything right every single day. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about, you have to adjust your plan a little bit, um, but give yourself a little bit of flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's normal, you're training for weeks at a time. Um, some schedule changes are bound to happen, but you put in the work, you follow the plan, trust that process, and then uh, you'll be at race day as ready as you can be. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Marcos, one of our regular listeners. What's up, Marcos? He says, what's up, Kevin, Mike, and Sarah? Marathon is coming up quickly. Keep up the training. Um, uh, keep up the training. I'll be running the White Sox 5K on August 5th. That's also a pretty cool event. They Really cool shirts. I'm actually gonna, I heard of the, the White Sox one too. I want. I'm gonna sign up for that because a 5K is like, I can do that. That's to me, like, I can do that. It's the 10 K. And honestly, what you were talking about earlier too, is like when you hit, you've done the half marathons, but like, I feel like you're going to hit a wall, like there's that wall. (laughs) And so that's still what I'm scared of. It's like, you get to like, Oh, I can do 13 miles, but then there's going to be a wall at some point. And I'm just, that's, that's the fear. 
It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, Mike, you mentioned kind of like in 2017, 2018, there was kind of a lack of maybe information and resources. Was that kind of behind your decision to start the, start the running YouTubing or? Yeah, that was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I had started making videos just for fun, like kind of daily vlogging, like mm -hmm. whatever was around me, whatever I was doing, kind of as like a dad and someone who was working. Yeah. Um, in about 2016, 2017. And then I started getting back into running some more. And of course, then I'm like, all right, well, I need to know, know more. Let's look <laughs> some stuff up. Let's see what's out there. And there just wasn't enough for mm -hmm. what I wanted to kind of like consume. I was like, I'm ready to make this my entire personality. Yeah. I want to run in the morning. I want to think about running on the commute to work. And then I want to read about running later in the day. It's amazing. Know? And so I was like, uh, there's a little bit of a gap here in terms of how much of that I can do. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to start talking about it from my perspective. Yeah. So I know a little bit about your background. You mm -hmm. had a different career before. Yeah. I, I mean, YouTubing kind of is like your thing now, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm doing like full time now. So before you were a legal, uh, you did legal preparation? Or? Yeah, it was uh, litigation consulting. Okay. And so it could mean a lot of different things, but I generally would work helping uh, attorneys that are going to trial in the courtroom. So like kind okay. of like the very last part of the legal process, like yeah. those like week or two weeks or three weeks that are in the courtroom, like helping out with that stuff. Okay. So you had your own, like it was your own business mm -hmm. and, but then um, COVID hit yeah. and there wasn't a lot of court cases going on as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and at that point the running bug had fully bit into you and, and, and you said, okay, this is, a, you know, I mean, a lot of people did that during, during COVID. I'm going to chase what, what is my passion? So I assume that's probably was a similar calculus that you made. Yeah. But I mean, what made it really easy is my wife. So she's mm -hmm. always had like a little bit more of the stable job. So okay. even when I was starting to think about, all right, I'm like two years out of law school. Should I open up my own consulting firm? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a kind of a crazy idea trying to tell lawyers who have been conducting trials for their entire careers. Mm -hmm. Here's how you should do this. Um, my wife had the stability that I could go and be like, I think we can make this work as a business. That's and awesome. then, you know, during the pandemic, when that kind of had to be shut down, it was like, well, if all else fails, I could spend more time at home mm -hmm. um, or I could see where this goes because on the back end of it, my wife has that stable job. And so, gotcha. you know, I owe a lot to her because she's been very patient mm -hmm. with me and some of the crazier ideas I've had, but she's also provided that stability that makes it's it always possible. great to have a good partner and mm -hmm. being supportive. And the person that pushed me to like, Hey, finally take that Chicago marathon dream was, was my wife. So it's, you got have to have that, and hey, I'm going to disappear and go run for two hours. That's that's not yeah. an easy thing when you have young kids. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you start doing this full time. Did you notice an uptick of of your viewers and people interested in running when COVID happened? Because that was one of the only things you really could do going outside. Yeah, I saw some of that, but like what I really saw was kind of like a doubling down for people that were kind of running already. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's kind of related to the type of content that I was putting out. I know there's a lot of other people that they kind of like were speaking to all the newbie runners that yeah, yeah. were like, hey, everything's shut down. Here's how we do this. There's a lot of people that spoke really well to them. Gotcha. I think that I was resonating a lot more with people that were like, yeah, I have a pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about those other ones over there. You know, and so that's where I feel like I really picked up a lot of steam. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot of shopping therapy going on too. Yeah. Like, let me just start collecting all these <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Um, I did that with vinyl records. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like one of the things I do admire about you is that you've become very proficient in not only running, which is something that I want to be good at, 
but also YouTubing, right? I mean, this is kind of like the center of our business here. Um, and I'm, I have an editorial background. I've, I've written books. I've written newspaper columns. I've done everything. YouTube is still pretty new to me, right? Um, figuring everything out. Um, so you've gone, you've grown, a, grown a channel from zero to 150,000, give or take. Um, you've also cut your, uh, marathon time from like your first one was like 448, And now uh, your best one is like a 258. Yeah. What was yeah. harder? <laughs> uh, cutting that marathon time down. Yeah. was a lot harder. Okay. Uh, I mean, building the channel took a lot of work and probably took about the same amount of time, if not longer in terms of like, you know, how many hours a day am I putting into it? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, building the YouTube channel has been a lot of fun for me yeah. get to meet a lot of great people and work with other great people along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I don't run with a lot of great people. Um, but like, you know, there's just that burn at the end of a race that I don't experience when I'm like hitting upload on a video. So there's a little bit of difference there. So the dopamine, when you see the, the view counts is better than crossing the finish line is what you're telling me. You know, someone else was kind of talking about the difference between like dopamine is about like, chasing something that's interesting or like pursuing something. Okay. And then like a, achieving something is a different neurochemical pathway or something like that. So it's kind of two different yeah. like bumps that I'm getting. So I'm getting both. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like chasing the likes, but I'm also chasing those finish line feels. I love that. And so it's like, uh, I'm very well stimulated, I guess. But I mean, also, I mean, the, the crazy thing is you watch your videos and I mean, some of the cinematography, I don't know if that's the right word for it, um, is amazing. And I know you, you know, love gadgets and the GoPros and everything. How much have you kind of learned and kind of grown in that regard? I mean, a lot of it's self-taught. So, yeah. um, I never went to film school or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and so I'm kind of figuring things out along the way, but mm -hmm. you know, I spent, I love YouTube. And so yeah. I kind of like, I live there. So it makes sense that like, I should put my content there. Right. Um, and I spent a lot of time watching a lot of YouTube and a lot of other social media now too. And so I draw inspiration from a lot of other places. Gotcha. And I think about like, all right, well, what's kind of like, all right, let's put the running glasses on, on top of that kind of shot or that mm -hmm. kind of action uh, sequence. And what does that look like? And I try to kind of recreate things that way. Gotcha. So growing YouTube and then cutting time on a marathon, do you find that it's a very set, like, can you just take a very methodical approach? I mean, there's just no shortcuts. Um, you know, I think there's probably more shortcuts in the social media space. Sure, yeah. Um, I think that's a little bit more kind of random though, depending on like if you're hitting that right kind of viral moment right. in the right time for the zeitgeist, that kind of well, thing. Well, there's times you think you put together a video, like this thing is going to kill and then it just sputters. And yeah. there's other times where you just throw something together and you're like, eh, that was, that was, that was fine. And it's like 200,000 views. Yeah. So like there's things like that that make no sense and you're like, all right, well, am I just taking selfies in, sun, in front of buildings now? Is that what I'm going to do? Because that's what people seem to be liking. <laughs> in contrast, I made this video take me hours to make and like four people seem to be interested in it. So there's yeah. some of those frustrations, but like running, you know, you kind of just put in the reps over and over mm -hmm. and, you know, you're not thinking about it like, oh, if I just do this one great workout, my marathon three months from now is going to be great. Right. That's kind of how I approach like growing the social media channels. It's like, you know, you got to keep showing up, build that community, let people know that you're here to like, you know, be a voice and yeah. provide entertainment for people as a reliable source. Yeah. Show up every single day. You have the Kofuzi run club and it's pretty cool to see you throw like together runs and to see people, you know, you've got, uh, you know, 
60, 70, 80 people in front of the bean that are there to run because of you. I and mean, that's, that's a really cool feeling. Like, yeah. It's wild. And it's one of my favorite parts of the Chicago marathon yeah. now, because it's a world marathon major, it draws people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that group run Chicago marathon weekend, you know, I'll talk to people that are like, I came from Australia yeah. or like Vietnam, or I came from, you know, Germany, wherever people came from. And mm-hmm. they're like, and we've been watching your videos to get ready for this race. And I'm like, Oh, I hope I was thorough enough. Uh, Let's talk later. Give me some feedback. You know, hopefully it helped you prepare well. But, you know, people are finding me because of the Chicago Marathon. And Mm -hmm. so I love to be able to help put on events that can welcome them and make them feel like, you know, that video that they watched Mm -hmm. to prepare, you know, they're connecting to it not only in their homes, wherever country they live, but also when they get here too. Right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, let's get into the Chicago Marathon um, and just kind of like running Chicago tips. Like you are local to the area. You've probably run probably every street that there is to run in Chicago. Like what are some of your favorite tracks around here and training routes? I mean, I used to live in Lakeview. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would just run along the lakefront most of the time. Yeah. And so um, pretty much everywhere from Lakeview all the way up to the top Mm -hmm. of, uh, of the lakefront path all the way down to, you know, whatever about 10 and a half miles is from my house, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, cause of for my longest runs, you know? Yeah. And so I'm really familiar with that area. Um, I remember before the river walk was done, you know, mm. like it wasn't as nice to try to run downtown, but like now that it's been completed for a while now, like sometimes a lot of times for run commuting, I would run that way too. So like gotcha. the river walk when it's not, you know, flooded, um, <laughs> And when it's done, you know, and anywhere along the lakefront where I could see kind of like the water and the city at the same time, I just feel like, like it's hard to really beat that. It's, and it's hard not to be inspired and and feel like you're something part of something bigger and and whatever. I, I, you know, when I lived in the city, I also like to run along the lakefront. I used to live out in Logan square. I, I like to do like the Logan, um, uh, parkway or Logan Boulevard up, up to the, the circle and then back down Milwaukee. That was always a fun one. Sarah, are there any tracks that you like? Yeah, what I've been doing, so I live in Lincoln Park, and mm-hmm. so I'll either run to the lakefront, and because that's like a mile and a half, and then you just like add it up based on the run up there. And so I'll either do that, or I'm also a mile and a half away from Wrigley, and so I'll run there and back, and then I'll, I'm a mile and a half away from my old high school. Gotcha. So I've kind of calculated, like I just run around my neighborhood a lot, and then I just kind of calculate yeah. just kind of what the miles are. But my favorite is when the weather's nice, I, I'll just run straight to the lake and then kind of finish out a longer run there and then just run back home. That's what, yeah. That's I, I got to say that I hate the lake portion of any half marathon I've done because you run, you know, you run the three miles down and then you got to run the three miles back. And that's just such a big, I always, you know, every, when I've been training, that's what I calculate. I've definitely been like, all right, this is how much it is to get there. And then yeah. this is how much it is to get back. And I'm not, I'm not trying to overwork myself either. And <laughs> right. I'm only training to run six miles right now too. So it's like, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. But honestly, running to Wrigley has been a really good one. Cause if mm-hmm. I just want a three mile run, 
in if I'm just like sore or whatever. Right I just there. run there and back and then I'm home and it's perfect. Yeah. I do like I do like the Arboretum runs though when I know I'm probably not going to get hit by a car coming out of an alley. Like that's that's nice. So um I know for the Chicago Marathon for the course right now when you get to mile 22, you see mile 24 and everyone coming back. Is that is that a big uh, does that screw with your mind at it, all? It does a lot yeah. because then, you know, every step you're taking, mm-hmm. you're going to have to double back, <laughs> you know, and you're looking at all these people and they're like, Oh man, yeah. those guys are like two miles ahead of me. I would love to be two miles ahead of where I am right now. So that's a very tough mental spot. It's like our first episode, Andy Barron said, like you're going to get d- discouraged when you come out of old town and you, you hear that the elite runners are already finishing the race. I'm like, that's not going to discourage me. Cause I expect that. But when you see people who are more closer to you and maybe ability, um, I, I don't know, like how do you mentally get past, you know, past that personally? Yeah. I mean, like everyone's just going their different pace. I always like to think if anyone's out in front of me, it's probably because they're about to hit the wall soon and then I'll pass <laughs> them later, you know? So that's kind of like my mental math. That I like I do that. In there. Yeah. Or I just say, you know, the waves were really big. So maybe they got an earlier start, but you know, mm-hmm. we're all running the same route together. That's true. Um, we can all have really great days. Yeah. So like they're doing great. doesn't take away from my doing great. Mm-hmm. So like, let's all do great. You know, so that's kind of how I look at it too. For sure. What's your biggest tip for the Chicago marathon? I know you have a uh, YouTube video about mm-hmm. this, but what is your biggest tip for the, the Chicago marathon? I'd say my biggest tip is after the half marathon point, you mm-hmm. come back downtown and then you head out West. Everyone's super excited because they probably saw their people. Mm-hmm. You saw your friends, your family, like a second time maybe. And you're just feeling great still. <laughs> and you're like, this is amazing. But uh, everyone picks it up a little bit too okay. much on that like Western kind of like leg of the marathon. Right. So like calm it down, you know, make sure you're following the plan yeah. uh, and, and literally pace yourself. Cause then when you get back towards Greek town again, then you're going to be like, Oh, there's still like 10 miles left of this race. <laughs> and I just ran the last three really poorly. So oh, hopefully I'll be okay. So you don't want to do that. That for me is the biggest trap. Cause like, it's just so easy to just accidentally mm-hmm. run it a little bit too hard and it's way too early to be running hard there. Gotcha. I, I think I'm going to be very prone to doing that because <laughs> our offices are right here at the corner of Madison and Racine. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee, like, if any of, you know, any of my coworkers probably choose to support me, they're going to be out there by the expressway and I'm going to be all pumped up. And then and we're going to make banners and flags and sit on the balcony and yeah, we'll just we'll cheer for you. Yeah. But then you're going to have to go down to Sox Park and, and do the same thing and cheer me on from down Absolutely. There. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What are some other um, things about the Chicago Marathon, you know, for people who might be coming from out of town that, that people should know? Yeah, I mean, you get to see a lot of the different Chicago neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and I feel like the crowd support for the Chicago Marathon is really fantastic. Yeah, um, Even some of the places that I used to say, like, it might get a little bit quiet, even those places have gotten kind of like their own flavor of how they like to support the marathon. Yeah. Like, when I first started running it, Pilsen wasn't really that big of like a, mm-hmm. a cheer zone or a spot to like watch out for as a runner. Yeah. But now it's becoming one of the bigger spots, and it's really exciting. A lot of the run clubs will specifically target some of the quieter areas. So mm-hmm. hopefully if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling like you don't know if you can make it the rest of the way, yeah. like look up and look at the people around you and just try to draw energy from them. It's really magical the way that it works. Yeah, I saw some of that in your footage from, from last marathon, uh, you were down there and I think three run two was out there in Pilsen and making sure that everyone is, is getting up and, and whatever. 
Um, what was last last year's marathon like for you? Because you did it a little bit intentionally slower, right? To, just yeah. to enjoy it. I ran with a buddy of mine. Actually, the guy that got me to run that first Soldier Field 10 mile. Yeah. We've been running together for a really long time now. And uh, he and I ran it together. So I was kind of mm-hmm. pacing him. And he was... Um, He's been going through a couple of injuries and so like it wasn't going to be kind of like a PR kind of day for him. So he's like, let's just go out there and have a really good time. So I was like, you got it. So we could do that. So we ran together the 26th. That looked like a lot of fun. I definitely recommend people check out all those videos. Um, I've just been I've I've been going through and just watching your recaps from grandma's marathon and just working my way through. It's just been enjoyable way to spend a night, you know, not getting involved in reality television or. Uh, prestige TV that might be depressing or whatever. It's like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch a 33 minute review of, um, I don't know. I, I think I watched your 2021, uh, marathon the other night, by the way, 2021 marathon, hot as hell. 2022, uh, was, was amazing. And that part of the reason I got into signed up for 2023 was because how amazing it was. I came in to cover the bears game and you know, I was out watching the marathon. I'm like, well, I'm eventually gonna have to do this. This is a bucket list. This is a sign I'm doing it next year. Um, but 2023, any weather predictions? <laughs> I have a feeling it's gonna be hot. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like uh, the weather kind of got a slow start this year. All yeah. the seasons seem to be kind of like pushed a little bit. So <sighs> That's not what I, I wanted I to hear. Know. I just feel like it's gonna be a little bit on the warm side. I mean, we're due for a cold one. Uh, a cold one would be great, but I have a feeling it's gonna be a little on the warm side. I hope not. I'm a little worried. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I have fingers crossed for like perfect weather conditions. Cause yeah. I just feel like this year with, um, some of the things going on with the Olympics coming up soon, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to be coming to the U S and to Chicago to run fast. Right. And so, um, it's a flat, fast course. If, uh, the weather lines up, right. Mm-hmm. We could see some really exciting finishes from like the pro level. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be some record attempts that might be happening, whether it's on the world level or on a national level. So I just feel like when Chicago's weather is good, it's a really fast course and it makes for some exciting races, for both for pros and for us regular non-elites too. For sure. Marco says, I've ran the Chicago marathon four times and the LA marathon once. My goal is to run the NYC next year. Have you run that one? And if so, what's the difference between that one and Chicago? I mean, I think with New York, uh, it's similar to Chicago in that there's a lot of crowd support. Mm -hmm. New York kind of like takes it to another level just because it's so many more people and like it seems to be a much more condensed area. Um, the difference being like Chicago, you probably know everybody along the course, (laughs) you know, and so New New York, you don't know, but there'll be a lot of people there to give you that energy. But I think the biggest difference is going to be like the Hills, not mm-hmm. only are there bridges that connect the boroughs that you're going to have to go over in New York, but like Manhattan Island itself, it's a hilly spot. Yeah. People don't realize that because right. if you're like just doing your tourist thing, like you might be in a taxi, you might be walking, you don't notice how hilly it is. Right. But New York is a hilly. <laughs> this wretched race. island. <laughs> yeah, it's a hilly race. Yeah. And so like that, you, you kind of get ready for it in a very different way than you do Chicago. Yeah. Are the, the streets narrower too or? You know, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, they're not going to send you down some of like, you know, some little back alley. That's yeah, yeah. part of like the old, old part of New York city. So there's plenty of space, but there are a lot of people at that race too. So like, yeah. it never felt like I was kind of like running by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of people there. There's enough space, but there's also a lot of crowd. I'm looking forward to watching your Tokyo recap. Mm-hmm. 
Did you like that one? Yeah, that one was like, I mean, you're like literally running in like in a different world because yeah. like none of the signs are in English. Like the crowd looks different than what I'm kind of used to seeing. Yeah. Um, the sounds that you hear are very different. Like, like, uh, like spectator culture is okay. very different over there too. It was yeah. very kind of like reserved and almost no like, cowbells. Not only, only from like, uh, foreign visitors. Yeah. So like people that were cheering on their friends, yeah, yeah. And they also flew to Japan for the race. Like those are the people that were making like a lot of noise, right. but like, I feel like a lot of the locals, it's very kind of like, like organized cheering almost. Gotcha. So like, um, there wasn't a lot of just like, let's go runners you yeah. know, that you might hear out here, out there. It's very like out there. It's very subdued. And it was like almost eerie, but again, mm -hmm. it's a world marathon major. So you're surrounded by a lot of people that are running your pace. So there's energy there, Yeah. but like the sounds you hear are very it's different. It's just different. That's interesting. I always want to go to Tokyo for a baseball game, but maybe I'll like add marathon to it too. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into talking about shoes. Like I said, I am, um, kind of an idiot when it comes to shoes. I will say that I, for the last 10 years, I went to Dick Pond. They set me up with the Asics GT 2000, which I know is like an old, an oldie, but a goodie, right? Mm -hmm. It's a stability shoe. I'm six foot three, you know, 230 pounds. It does me well. Um, but I want to try out some different shoes. So like, how do you exactly go about doing that? Obviously these things aren't cheap. I mean, they can run anywhere from you know, 90 bucks all the way up to, you know, three, $400. I've been learning that lesson. <laughs> it's crazy. So like, how do you get into it? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like the best way to do it is to go to a running store. Mm -hmm. now, I feel like that can be really intimidating to a lot of people. Cause I don't know about you guys, but when I go into a store, like if there's a greeter, I'm just like, no, thanks. I know <laughs> what I'm doing. Don't ask me any questions. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But like, if you're trying to get in there and like need some help with selecting shoes, the people that work there are usually people that are super big fans of running. Yeah. And so they know kind of what you're going through, what you're looking for and what you're going to need to get through, whether you're looking to train for your first 5k. It's not like going to Home Depot where they have no idea what you're talking about. You go to a running store, they know about the running shoes. Yeah. So I feel like the only kind of people that want to work in a running store and like, <laughs> right. you know basically like touch people's feet like, you know yeah, yeah. are people that are like super into running yeah. and so like you go in there you're like this person is fast yeah they're <laughs> like, gonna take care of you yeah so um all right so you you find something and i i think i like a6 and i know you're big on like the nova blast yep i'm gonna try that one out okay okay is that a good idea i think it's a great idea yeah um the only thing that i might like think about differently mm -hmm. or those are my bigger taller friends that are like over six feet tall mm -hmm. the way that you experience the foams might be a little bit different than the way i do so i'm okay. 510 like a buck 45 mm -hmm. and so there's a little bit of weight difference that goes into those foams but okay. like, you know your foot's a little bit bigger than mine too so like yeah. proportionally it's so should i try something different I feel like a Nova Blast is a great place to start. Okay. But I would also say like, look at some of the shoes that I might consider in more of the max cushion category. Mm -hmm. So from Asics, that'd be like a Nimbus 25. Okay. From like New Balance, like the Fresh Foam More version four is another one. It's a bigger shoe. It's got a lot of foam in it. Um, but I also feel like that's a really nice comfy one that you can use for logging a lot of your miles. Okay. So like, so for a lot of my taller friends, that's one that I, those are like two that I would really recommend frequently. Okay. If I could put in a third, maybe like the Saucony Triumph. Okay. That's another one that's not as big, not as bulky, but the way that that foam is, you're going to be able to, um, put in a lot of miles. Okay. So I'll go to the store. I'll check out the Nimbus, um, 
Probably still check out the Nova Blast because yep. it's a cool looking shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I pick one. Now what? Yeah, so then start running in it. Yeah. You know, so like the reason why I start you off in those shoes is because those are kind of like your daily trainers. Most of your runs mm. are going to be relatively easy. You're not going to like win your fitness in one day, right? Yeah. It's about days and weeks and months, not any particular section of minutes that you're right. running. And so start building that habit of running so that way you get into the routine. So you understand your body understands like, all right, this isn't just a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get ready to not only do this, but also recover so we could do it again relatively soon. Gotcha. And so start building up the number of days per week that you're running, the amount of time that you're running. I don't really worry too much about pace mm-hmm. um, or distances kind of in the beginning. In relation places. to the shoe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. also for like, as terms of like getting your base mileage in, like the bulk of your training in Yeah. Um, for my first few marathons, like I did very little kind of like workouts or speed sessions. Mm-hmm. It was just about like getting in that the weekly number of miles that I felt would get me ready to run a marathon. Okay. Do you recommend just running on one set of shoes until they run out or should you have shoes in rotation or? Yeah. I mean, ideally you can have a couple. And so, um, it's better for the shoes. And also like if you get two shoes that might be like slightly different types from each other, it gives your feet two different things to kind of experience. Um, so that you're not like repeating the same motion over and over too much more than you already kind of have to from running. Um, but I, I know for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not going to buy five shoes. Right. So you could just get one. That's fine. And yeah. I did many marathons, my first few marathons that way. I had like one shoe that I started the training session with like the, like two or three months out. Mm-hmm. And then I raced the marathon in that. And that was kind of like the life of that shoe. Oh, for the entire time. Yeah. And that's yeah. totally fine. Um, as you start doing it more, you might be like, well, you know, for that race, I really want to run faster. Yeah, so maybe yeah. if I had something a little bit fresher, maybe something a little bit more race oriented, yeah. you know? So like, you know, for, to make like a car analogy, you can be like, you know, I'll start out with like the Camry. Mm-hmm. The Camry can like take me to work, get groceries, go out with my buddies. You know, I could do all those things, but yeah. like, as you become more of a car aficionado, maybe you're like, well, Maybe every once in a while I need a pickup truck. Maybe every once in a while I'd like a little sports car, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of how shoes are the same way. Yeah. Different tools for different jobs. Okay. How do you know when a shoe is dead? Your body will tell you. Okay. So like you might be doing your regular week of training and you feel fine most weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little tired because you're increasing that mileage to get okay. ready for the marathon. But then all of a sudden like, oh, my left heel kind of hurts. Yeah. I didn't do anything different, but like my heel kind of hurts or my knees feeling a little funny. Usually that's kind of a good sign to me that it's time to maybe look at the shoe. Okay. Very interesting. Um, I know, else? Yeah. I was going to say, I know I have a question and here I'll say hello too. Um, I remember in the beginning of my training, my big problem that I had um, before I went out and bought a new pair of shoes too, was I was getting blisters on my ankles and it, I didn't know if that was because I was maybe running too far and like it was just me sweating and then or I didn't know if it was the shoe I was doing or I wasn't wearing the right socks and so I've experimented a little bit with like I run with high higher socks on my ankles because of blisters but I found even if I'm running like when I did five miles um a couple weeks ago I was still getting blisters like on my ankles and that's that's a big pain in the ass so is there I mean have you experienced that is there a way I can avoid that or Maybe I should just, I don't know, maybe I'm just weird and I get blisters when I run sometimes. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, for some people that's 
could be part of like, if you're starting to get into fitness, mm -hmm. like your feet just aren't used to that. Like the first time I ran that 10 mile race, mm -hmm. like I felt like the bottoms of my feet were gonna fall off the <laughs> right. next day. Cause like just the friction was crazy. Um, but now, you know, kind of your feet kind of develop calluses. So that might be part of it. You're just getting used to it. But it sounds to me like it, it could either be your shoe that's just like hitting your foot the wrong way. And people have very different kinds of feet and they make now lots of different kinds of shoes. Mm -hmm. So it might be just a, sh a shoe shape, but I would probably look at socks first and make sure you're getting like really nice, like running specific socks, especially for summertime. Cause like when you get the sweat, it yeah. might drip down your leg, your feet are getting hot too that's going to create moisture and then moisture plus a sock that maybe isn't designed for running or maybe isn't the right kind of running sock for you can start to create some of those hot spots. Yeah, definitely go out and buy like those dry fit socks or the ones. Yeah, I just, went out and I bought new yeah. socks and then there was a there was a week though where I had to wrap my I had to put band-aids on my ankles though cuz like I still had to train but I was like what the hell? I was like this and it's this this isn't my first time like working out and so I'm like maybe it's because I don't really run distance that yeah, often yeah. so I'm just like in the same like motion with my feet. I don't know. It was gotcha. it was a big pain in the ass my first couple of weeks though, like trying to figure out the socks and the shoes and because mm. I just never like dealt with blisters before on my ankles from working out. Yeah, it just wasn't a problem. <laughs> um, other th things that are not shoes, like what 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 do you think it's important to put a lot of thought into in terms of gear? The other thing I would think about is like what are you gonna kind of like drink and eat? Mm -hmm. not only during the race itself, but, uh, during some of your longer runs. Yeah. I mean, if you're along the lakefront, there's water fountains every so often, or if you're on the six or six, you know, there's water fountains that you can yeah. find. Um, but even then you might want to have like a sugary drink because if you're out there for a long time, you got to have to kind of refuel. Mm -hmm. Now, like when I first started doing it, there was a lot of like candy and chews and stuff like yeah. that, like gummies that people would eat and that's still available. Uh, but these days, a lot of people are moving to like gels and mm -hmm. then also like putting like kind of like Gatorade or other sports drink in a bottle or in a hydration pack. So that way they're not like depleting themselves. You know, it's like right. for a while, it was kind of like a weird like dehydration contest for everybody. Or, like how little can you bring with you? And it's just real people, I think, kind of figured out after a while that it's like, you know, if you kind of take care of yourself during the runs, it helps you bounce back from that one right. and get ready for the next one sooner. And so right. like. People should start thinking about like, if you're going to be out there for like an hour in the summer. Yeah. You're, if you're like thirsty at the end, you probably didn't have enough fluid with you. Gotcha. I, I have been experimenting with some different gels. I just had the hammer banana flavored. Pretty good. I liked it. Okay. It did, did, did well for me. So I'm going to try a few different things as we, we go forward. For me, I'm trying to figure out what's the best shirt that is not going to carry a bunch of water because I am a freaking sweater. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know what to do on that on that front, but it's going to be, I you know, it's going to be like a lot of trial and error um, because there's nothing worse than running with, a you know, a shirt that's just waterlogged halfway through. Yeah, and so there's a lot of different types of materials and shirts that are available, yeah. and so for me, the ones that are kind of like the straight up like polyester and very like shimmery ones, mm -hmm. those tend to feel hotter to me. Yeah, now, I love ones with like like mesh and holes in them yeah. to kind of like let the air flow out. There's nothing, um, yeah, you, if it's not there, it can't be holding water, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, and so um, part of it is like the like the, the amount of holes or breathability of the material itself. Yeah. And some of it is the material. So like there's different like, you know, synthetics and all sorts of other fabric materials that they can make these shirts out of. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, that's usually the difference between like, you know, you might go into the running store and it'd be like, well, this one's 30 and this one's 80. Right. What's the difference? Usually it comes to that's the difference. those kinds of like performance uh, features. Yeah. All right. Final question for fit check. These are my favorite kind of questions. Fit check. <laughs> well, this one, this one's a tech check maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Apple watch battery is just not doing the job. Yeah. Any, uh, any suggestions there? Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of runners will like might start out with an Apple watch and then yeah. switch over to something that's a little bit more dedicated okay. or running because the battery life is going to be able to get you through it. Um, but is the Apple watch not up to it? Should I not even try or no, I've, I've run many marathons with okay. Apple watches before. Um, but like, if you're going to like listen to music, like on the train, on the way to the race, and then while you're waiting, yeah, yeah. the corrals have list music on and you're sending texts to people like that's going to drain a lot of battery. And then if you're listening to music during the race and then also having the GPS tracking on, like that might not make it to the end of the marathon. <laughs> right. So you're kind of cutting it really close. So if I know that I'm going to use an Apple watch okay. for a race, I don't do any of that other stuff. Yeah. And I just like, basically like leave it on the charger till I'm leaving, put it on and then don't do anything with it until like I'm you know, hitting the button to start. The okay. Race. Cause it's gonna, it there's could, something going on with mine because it didn't, it didn't, uh, get past seven and a half miles for me on Saturday. Oh, okay. That's yeah. very short. It should, it should last a lot longer than that. Yeah. I, was it fully charged when you ran out? It was out? fully charged, mm -hmm. but I mean, I was listening to music. You've got the heart rate monitor. You've got the yeah. GPS. Mm -hmm. I read that maybe you turn off the Wi-Fi so it's not looking for Wi-Fi out How there. old is their watch? I don't even remember, so I don't know. I could honestly... Today's Prime yeah. Day, though, so I was already kind of like <laughs> looking at some of the Garvins. Like, oh, can I just blow $150, $200 right now? I don't know. Honestly, so. I've thought about getting an Apple Watch, too. But yeah. I don't know. And they are, they're waterproof too. Cause sweating, yeah. I, I do sweat too a lot yeah. when I'm running. And, um, yeah, no, that's something where I'm like, I just don't want it to like get ruined in any way. Right. Do you run with your, your phone? No. So like I actually yeah. run with two watches, Okay. um, a running watch on one wrist and then the Apple watch on the other. So that okay. way I can use it for like listening to music or podcasts. Yeah. And then, you know, let's say God forbid, like I turn an ankle and he might have to come pick me up or something. I can always do that. Yeah. Um, and then I have like the other watch tracking the run. Right. And then I never have to worry about that. That's what I'm thinking dying. about doing. And then I don't have to carry the phone. Cause like the phone, I, I don't I like hate, I phones. hate the phone. It's yeah. One, it's a thousand dollars, right? You don't want to break yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll it's be, also big and it's blocky. It's a brick. I'll be running with my phone for the, uh, big 10, 10 K. That's I probably just what will I've too, because to. like, how am yeah. I going to find you or whatever? Well, but. yeah. And that too. And, and I am, that's just how, I don't know. Maybe it's just like my generation. I have no idea, but I'm pretty used to just like <laughs> holding my phone like 24 seven. And so when I'm running with it and I'm also a music listener, honestly, it's not that big of a deal to me, but yeah. I, I do really want the watch. Cause I know there was, we talked on it, um, I think the first show or the second one where with the weight, like mm. I'd never thought about how like my phone in one hand could actually be making my weight like unbalanced, which, so that's something where I was like, yeah. that's, that's something like to think about. Well, even like holding your hands, it's a, it's a big deal. Like if you can hold your yeah. hands and you're not clenched or clenching anything, that's, you know, like, and it is a thousand dollars You're taking, up, you're taking up energy, like just holding a phone. Like yeah, you don't honestly. think about it, but you are. Yeah. So. No, it's all things to think about. Yeah. All right, Mike. So any parting thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the Chicago marathon is one of the best races in the world. Yeah. You know, like I've run all over the world, not everywhere, but I've been to a lot of different places mm -hmm. and you know, I'm definitely biased because like 
it used to go right by my house. My kids could just come downstairs from the, the apartment, see you, yeah. cheer for daddy and then like go up and, you know, and they'd be super easy for them. Yeah. Um, so like I have so many good memories of it, but it is really a great race. Like you get your friends to come out. Yeah. If not, they're not going to run it with you, then have them cheer for you. Um, it's a great way to like see how great Chicago is. Mm. The entire weekend is great. It's like not just like a, one morning event it's an entire weekend of stuff that happens right i mean the city really comes alive and so like i know there's a lot of people that go out of their way to ignore it or like just be away from chicago but like if you're into running even the tiniest bit just get out there cheer on some runners like you'll catch the bug i guarantee yeah well i'm looking forward to it thank you for coming in everyone make sure you check out mike's channel on youtube at kafuzi k-o-f-u-z-i also, make sure you're supporting CHGO Marathon. Help spread the word. And if you're out at that big 10, 10K, we'd love to see you. I will be by the Wisconsin tent. I'll probably finish in about 50 minutes. So uh, if you're there before, just uh, enjoy your beer. And I'll be there eventually. So, so will Sarah. And we'll be back next week. Uh, Jared will be joining us with another special guest um, on the... 25th we're going to be joined by Heidi Stevens the uh the Tribune News Service columnist who's also a first timer um so got a lot of cool stuff ahead so uh thank you for supporting us and uh happy running <laughs>